let's start over because I remembered to hit the record button. This is the first time in, I don't know how long, uh, since September 8th, according to the title I changed. This is the first time that I have actually gone on live to record the podcast. So I might get some audience participation. I doubt it because this is an impromptu stream that I didn't think I was going to do. I decided, I was like, hey, you know what? What the hell? Why not? Why not go out there, put myself out there live on, not TV, live on your phone while you sit on the john, live on your tablet while you sit bored in class, live on your desktop while you're pretending to work. We all do it. It's okay. Be honest. You can say so in chat here. I promise no one's going to read it. Because right now, the only user in chat for Twitch and for YouTube is yours truly, your handsome, helpful, handy, dandy host, Joe with Joe's Disc Golf. And I am I'm just so excited. I'm flailing about, uh, flailing about wildly, trying not to hit the microphone, trying not to hit the boom arm, trying not to hit the desk and shake the camera. For all you people out there listening to the audio version of this podcast, Almost none of that matters as long as I don't hit the microphone. Trying to make eye contact with the camera, try to look and talk to all of you beautiful, wonderful disc golfers out there. But right now, yours truly, Joe, host of Joe's Disc Golf, has some important information to convey to you about disc golf. The greatest sport known to man is disc golf. Right, GIF? That was a horrible, horrible, horrible impression of Zap Brannigan. But I do my best with all my terrible, terrible impressions here. And so we, we got a bunch to talk about. We got the Waco preview. We got my Waco predictions to talk about here. Uh, my predictions will probably go as well as my skip ace did for Las Vegas Challenge. Uh, if you do not know how well that went for me, you can go ahead and check out, uh, I believe at this time of recording, it would be two episodes ago, uh, episode seven, I think, the Last Vegas Challenge. Uh, that is, we kind of have a Star Wars naming theme going on right now for uh, Half in the Bag Disc Golf Podcast. You can find them wherever you get your podcasts on all the major podcast platforms, Half in the Bag DG hosted by three wonderful people. Um, I don't know who those three people are, but it's also got three people there that, you know, it's me, it's Joe, it's Ben, it's RJ, and we talk about disc golf, and we talk about a whole bunch of fun stuff. Uh, we do some wrap-ups of the stuff we're going to talk about. We're definitely going to be talking about Waco and the shenanigans that are going to happen on at the Beast at, at Waco. But before I get too far into that, uh, I would like to thank our sponsor. And we have a real sponsor. I've got a real sponsor, guys. Can you believe it? A real sponsor. Reaper Disc Golf Supply. ReaperDiscs.com, where you can get all of your lovely disc golf apparel, different disc golf stuff, discs, and all that fun stuff. They've got Tour Series Discs, they've got Halo Discs, they got Discraft, Discmania, Thought Space Athletics. What other brands do they got here? Innova, they've got Metal Flake, they've got Glow Discs, they got Ledgestone, they got the Tour Series, Midrange Putters, and all that stuff. Here we go. 
let's read down the list of what we got here. Axiom, Disc Mania, Disc Craft, Divergent Disc, Disc Dynamic Discs, Elevation Discs, Innova Discs, Castaplast, Latitude 64, Legacy Discs, Mint Discs, MVP Discs, Prodigy Discs, Thought Space Athletics, and Westside Discs. Check this out. I went on their site and purchased just see how it would be as the average Joe, if you will indulge me. So as an average Joe to see what the uh, experience would be like as just a normal person. And I picked up a P2, a Discmania P2. Uh, this is a D-Line Flex 2. And I'm going to reinvent my game with it. I immediately, as soon as I picked it up, did not like it. It does not have a bead. Beadless putters should be illegal for putting because I don't like them. That's why. But I also picked up through many recommendations on Twitter. People would not stop talking about mint discs. I picked up the Alpha. It is a fairway driver. It is a power fairway driver. Uh, there are no numbers on here, and that is a-okay with me. It flies very much like... I have a first renovator and I have a Lucidex Zach Melton stamped evader. Those are the two evaders I have, and it flies somewhere in between those. The evader is um, stable, I would say. It has, you know, it, it's going to fly, it's going to um, have a bit of a turn to it, or it's going to have some fade to it, I should say. It will go hyzer. fairly quick. It won't, it won't immediately hit the ground, but the uh, Lucidex plastic. Definitely, definitely makes that way, way, way more stable. Uh, this is halfway in between. Uh, the plastic, if you are familiar with the Royal line by Latitude 64, it feels just like that. There's no flashing on the underside. There is a little smidgen on the front, like the leading edge, but that's not too bad. Um, one of the fantastic things about Reaper discs, and I am destroying my set here. I'm so excited. I don't even know. I'm so excited about the sponsor, Reaper discs. I, I just, I, I, I don't, I can't even contain myself right now. But hopefully, you guys aren't listening to this podcast on a sped up speed because I am talking insanely fast right now. And I apologize to anyone out there. I will slow things down. Not too much. But uh, they have a great thing. It's uh, $4.95 flat rate shipping on all U.S. orders. They have apparel. They have plenty of discs to choose from. And like some other popular places out there where you can buy a disc here and there, they have pictures of everything that you can get. I am looking at the Prodigy A2400. I can get it in 172 grams aqua with a teal stamp, 172 grams aqua, uh, sorry, pink, pinkish, purplish with a black stamp. Uh, sometimes it's just hard to tell with some of the pictures. The descriptions are really good. There's pink, uh, cranberry with purple stamps. I can, I can pick out the weight, the color, the stamp. It's all awesome. You get whatever you want. Um, discs ship within one business day. I put my order in on a Saturday or Friday night. I forget which, um, Got my disc by that next Thursday, I want to say. And it was great. Uh, the shipping was great. Uh, came with some stickers from Mint Discs, from Reaper Discs. The stickers were really cool. I already put them on my cart, so I can't show them to you guys 
right now, right this second, but that is kind of how that goes. And, um, yeah. Uh, so that's, that's how that goes. They're great sponsor. They have a whole bunch of different options. Like I said, apparels, they have t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, women's apparel, tank tops, bro tanks, socks, all the fun stuff with Reaper discs. They've got some really cool designs on there. Uh, really makes me wish I was more artistic, but I am not artistic. However, you know, whatever. You can even sort by disc type, by understable, stable, and overstable, putt and approach, mid-range, fairway driver, distance drivers. I got an email yesterday, two days ago, but uh, that said that they got 2,500 new discs in stock from everybody, it sounded like. So that is that. Go check them out, reaperdiscs.com. Let them know I sent you. Let them know Joe's Disc Golf sent you. Let them know that by them sponsoring this, it is a good thing. Because, I mean, also on top of that, they have great stuff. Like, the ordering process was awesome. So, moving on to the sort of half review of I've already done, uh, I went out and was throwing the Alpha. Um, I found it a little too understable for my forehand. Um, I get a lot of snap on it. I get a lot of spin on it. So it likes to turn over on me. But uh, that's nothing nor nothing out of the norm there. Um, it, 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 like I said, it sits between my first run evader and my lucid excavator. So it's decently stable. Uh, you can really put some power on it. And I didn't worry about turning it over. Um, so that's, you know, that's that. Uh, recently I was also out doing some field work and I came across, um, a hole in the, um, reviews. I'm starting to do more reviews again. Right now there's a grand total of two reviews up there. One is a, uh, Sapphire, which is an easy to easy to use disc that I have as like mid 160 gram, uh, like 165 ish. It is really heavy for a Sapphire, and I don't use it because it doesn't really fit in my bag anywhere. But what I do have, my second review that's up, and that Sapphire review is a year old, give or take. Not that the information is bad, but it is older. Um, the other disc that I just recently reviewed is the greatest, best mid-range out there that you could ever ask for. And that is the Dynamic disc justice. Now, what do I use this for? Everything. I use it for showering. I use it for eating. I use it for driving to work. I mean, this disc does it all. What else can I say about the dynamic disc justice? It is an overstable, and I want to emphasize overstable, mid-range. It is the numbers here, which mean absolutely nothing if you're unfamiliar with dynamic discs, is a speed five glide one I will definitely attest to that. Turn a half fade a four. So this thing is crazy stable. Um, this pink one that I'm holding up here, it's pink. It's got a green stamp. It has some metal flake sparkles in it. It is my least stable justice. It's got a nice dome to it. I can really get that thing out there about 250, 275. Um, fairly straight, you know, a little bit of an Anheuser line. Get it out there and it will come back and and fade back no matter what. 
One of the other versions of this disc I have is the my next stable from that. It is the Lucid X Chameleon Kona stamped. Uh, I'm getting a lot of weird reflections here. It's got the shatter stamp on it. It is aqua, which, you know, they ran out of pink. And that loud noise you heard was me dropping the disc because, you know, yikes. Yikes. Um, but that is how that is here. And this is pretty fantastic. Um, it is a great disc that this one is more stable. It, it does not fly quite as far. Um, right about that 250, it will die. Uh, this one will start hysering almost immediately, so I can throw it out on a bit of a forehand. And the final redesign, uh, the retooling, reblending of the plastic that uh, Latitude 64 did for dynamic discs is the new Lucid. I have a red, practically puddle top Lucid Justice with the sweet green teal stamp right here. Check that out. Beautiful, gorgeous. Love it. This is by far my most stable disc. I will let this thing go on like 45 degrees of Anheuser and it will still come back. I will let any of these go into the wind and they will come back into a headwind. I don't care what you're doing. It will come back. It, it's, it's fantastic. They're awesome. I highly recommend that if you are not familiar with the justice that you get this overstable approach disc. I do have a zone as well, but that being a one speed slower, um, it doesn't sound like a lot. Again, different company. That one I put more into the approach category and it is not as, it's not as stable on my forehand. It, it, it's a great disc. It is working its way into my bag as my approach disc. I'm now splitting time 50-50 joint custody with the harp. I've thrown the harp for a long time. It's nice to see Ricky's throwing the harp. I'm curious because I know that's one of the discs that he had mentioned that it's going to do in their redesign thing that they're trying to do with uh, creating his own line. So I'm curious what that's going to look like. Is it going to be closer to the harp? Is it going to be closer to the zone? Is it going to be somewhere in the middle? Who knows? I don't know. But um, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much pretty much it. Pretty much it with that. I guess that leads me into the next thing I'm going to talk about here, which is definitely, oh, I didn't talk about that. Oh, oh wait, no, I did. I did talk about that. I was going to talk about McBeast mode activated at the memorial. Uh, he did, Paul McBeth took it down by two-stroke win over Anthony Barella. It was pretty good to watch. Um, really impressed with what Terry Miller did with such limited resources. How he does that in his commentary, not totally my cup of tea. That is a not a knock on him. It is a taste thing. It is it's it's just how it goes. Um, there are some creators that you just bounce off of, and it it has absolutely nothing to do with them. You just don't like you you just don't like their style. They they produce a great product, and I think Terry Miller does a great job with what he does. I just it I I bounce off of it. It it doesn't it doesn't resonate with me. Like you know, you guys out there, I listen to uh, a whole bunch of different disc golf podcasts that you guys might not listen to them. I listen to them because I like them. People don't listen to mine, and it's not because they don't uh, they don't like they don't 
like disc golf. They don't like whatever. It's because for whatever reason, they don't like my style and I get it. That's the wonderful thing about podcasts. That's the wonderful thing about YouTube and everything is there's somebody else doing something similar, but in a presentation that makes sense for you. And I would love it if you if you came to me and were just like, hey, Joe, awesome job, good job, thumbs up, you did well, buddy. Don't forget to subscribe, like, rate, review the podcast, all that fun stuff, comments, really go a long way, help get everything discovered, especially because I'm going to try to do more of the live stuff here. Uh, also got articles coming out all the time at joesdiscgolf.com. Great stuff there. Revamped website loads so much faster. It's amazing. A uh, little behind the scenes here. Uh, what can go on with uh, just the struggles of WordPress. Now, WordPress is by far the most popular uh, website hosting or website foundation, basically. It, you know, they make it just about idiot proof, but even an idiot can screw it up. Exhibit A. So I'm not going to get too much into the weeds there, but I did some re-kajiggering with the who's a what's it's and got the uh, the tumble beasts out of the who's a wiggers, jigger diggers in the bit in, in the words in the and now it works because who knows? It's like you know. Uh, you try to, I don't know, open a program on your own computer and it doesn't work and it doesn't work. And then all of a sudden it just works. It just works. I don't know. You know, all we're talking about joesdiscgolf.com, go to joesdiscgolf.com slash shop. And you can check out all the really, really sweet different disc golf merch that we have going on here. Are we going to play? Oops. We're not going to be doing that. We're going to do that right there. Check that out. Let's get that full screened. Check that out. We got Joe's Disc Golf t-shirt. We've got Joe's Disc Golf mug. We got a Sherpa blanket, which is fleece. Oh, it's so cool. It's so, so comfy. We got a couple different visors here, including Joe's Disc Golf words written. We've got the logo on there. We've got ball caps somewhere right there. We've got couple different sweatshirts. We've got V-neck t-shirts, unisex. We've got other t-shirts. Check this one out. Check out this one here. You can get them in a whole bunch of different colors right here. We got white right like that. We got them in black with the Joe's Disc Golf logo right on the back. On the front, it has a nice, classy Joe's Disc Golf right there. You can get that in black, dark heather, indigo blue, Irish green, light blue, light pink, maroon, military green, navy, sport gray, and white. We have so many color options. Just tons and tons and tons of color options out there. So if you are feeling so inclined, <coughs> go ahead and check that out and get there. But without further ado, I guess it's time for me to take a drink because I have a tickle in my throat and going to have to talk about the Waco predictions and preview. Hey, look at that. There we go. Let's switch over to there. Boom goes the dynamite. But here we go. Let's get that. Darn it. Okay. You know that whole technology thing I was talking about? 
Yep. Let's, 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 uh, come on, technology. Work with me here. Work with me. So it is time for the second stop on the Disc Golf Pro Tour. That is the Waco area. Sorry. Waco annual charity open. I don't know why I keep wanting to say area. You have no idea how many times when I was typing up this article that I kept wanting to say area instead of annual. Don't ask me why. I don't know. But uh, crazy, crazy tournament. Ever since it's been on the pro tour and the national tour, pro tour, all that fun stuff, uh, there have been a whole bunch of different winners. Um, Back-to-back years, we had Big Germ and Paige Pierce take it down in 17 and 18. After that, it was... Ooh, I'm going to have to go back here, and I need to find this. In 17 and 18, it was Jeremy Coling. 19 was Paul Macbeth. 20 was Colton Montgomery. 21 was Nico LaCastro. On the FPO side, it was Katrina Allen in 19, Evelina Solonen in 20, and Kona Panis in 21. Now, I want to let everyone know that in 2020, that was the year that things got cut short. Uh, they decided to play the final, the second round as the final round, finish that out, and things went from there. So people weren't exactly finishing where you normally would expect them. I know there's been a lot of toss-ups and everything in all of this. So, you know, that is what it is. But the course itself is is really like two courses in one because you've got some nice open woods golf for the first uh, four four or five holes. After that, you go into some crazy woods, like crazy tight woods, North woods, black style. And then you come back out and then you're out in the open and it's about half and half. And it is crazy for, um, yeah, 14 through 18 are back out in the open, uh, holes, uh, five. I need to look for this. Do, 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 do. Yeah, start with three semi-open but technical shots along the river. You move into some tight woods, and those are holes 4 through 13. Then you come back out. Holes 14 through 18 are back out in the open. Lots of excitement there, specifically last year in 2021, where Nico LeCastro managed to hold off uh, Kale LaVisca to win. with, And he Nico had this crazy throw-in from 77 feet, laser beamed right in there, right into the basket, death putt style. He misses that. He is going OB for sure. And yeah, he's not, he's not coming back at all. He's not coming back from that because he, he would have screwed that up and definitely would that got in his own head and definitely would not have won, but that is what it is. So what can we expect going into this? Now, it, there is the article up on joestisgolf.com. It is one of the main page items there. So go ahead and go ahead and check that out. See what I've got to say. One of the big factors that everybody is talking about, yours truly included, is the weather factor. Today, Thursday, March 10th, it is 72 degrees and sunny with some 10 to 15 mile an hour winds. Pretty ideal conditions considering it's March. We're in Texas, you know. However, that is not what everybody's going to get tomorrow, Friday, March 11th, when this all kicks off, when the whole shebang kicks off. The high is going to be 45 degrees with winds 
20 to 30 miles per hour gusting even higher. And there's a 50% chance of rain all day. What does that say to me? That says terrible conditions. Those who get out earlier are going to have a better shot because the winds aren't supposed to pick up until the afternoon. The temperature, the high is hitting in the a.m., in the early hours, and it's only going to get colder. So you're going to see the best performances out of those early FPO cards. And by the time lead card FPO comes out, it should still be all right. I believe that starts around 10 o'clock, 10 or 1030 Eastern time, I should say, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And moving later into the day, the scores are only going to get much worse and much tougher. As the as I said, the winds are going to pick up and it's going to be worse. Saturday looks pretty freaking gorgeous. Saturday is going to be a high of 57, sunny, with the winds calming down to 5 to 10 miles per hour. The final day going to be a beautiful sunny day, 65 degrees, winds... 15 to 25 miles an hour. So the time to score is going to be Saturday. I think that's where we're going to see our best disc golf in terms of just like um, what's going on with that. And just because, you know, things are going to be crazy weather-wise. It's going to be pretty, pretty brutal for everybody else. Uh, what you're going to have to do to navigate the beast this weekend, given the weather forecast, you're going to have to keep your hands warm. You're going to have to keep your hands dry. I recommend hot hands. Hot hands are those chemical packs where you just, you open them up and you shake them awkwardly. And it, you know, they work out pretty well. I think they go for about eight hours. They're pretty good. I recently got a Zippo hand warmer, uh, an electric one. That works surprisingly well. I believe on low, I can get like eight, nine hours according to the packaging. And then after that, it I think it's about um, on high, it's like three, four hours, but it gets really, really toasty. Um, the few times I've used it outside, it hasn't been too cold out. And yeah, I highly recommend getting one of those Zippo hand warmers. They're a little expensive, but if you factor in the costs of buying hot hands all the time, it, yeah, you'll, you'll end up saving some money, especially if you're from the upper Midwest, the Northeast, the Northwest, you know, Canada, eh? It's going to benefit you in the long run. Uh, so keeping your hands warm, having extra towels, keeping those discs dry, that's also going to be a good thing. Managing the wind, keeping it low, patience, 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 patience. You're going to be in the woods. You're going to be in the tight woods. And if you get frustrated and start just throwing things around, you're not going to do well. That's just how that goes. It's just not going to go well at all. You're going to have to keep your putting good because putting is going to be the name of the game here. Um, scrambling and putting, those two factors are the ones that really determine who's going to win, especially here. And precision. You have to make sure that you are precise, that you keep that disc on the fairway in the woods. Out in the open spots, it's, you know, it, it, it's not as important. Obviously, you don't want to be way off to the left, way off to the right. There is a fair bit of OB on the open-ish holes, but generally speaking, you know, you want to be very precise. 
Uh, this is going to be a lot harder than when, um, than at Las Vegas challenge. So moving on to the predictions here, who do I have? Where do I have them? Why do I have them? How do I have them? Which do I have them? I'm trying to think of all my question words, but that is about it. In third place, I expect to see Kyle Klein. He did, he did all right at Las Vegas challenge. Um, he's definitely left a lot out there. His Michigan heritage, he is from Michigan and Michigan woods golf is absolutely no joke. He managed to turn around a really crappy Las Vegas challenge round one. He turned that around, uh, made cash from definitely being outside the cut on day one. So if he can get off to a clean start on Saturday, on Friday, he is going to be, he's going to be doing really, really well. And I know I keep saying Friday and this stream, this podcast comes out on Friday. So when he plays today, later today, that's what's going to happen. In second place, I expect to see Chris Dickerson. Uh, this is the first time, uh, the first time he played the beast was in 2021 uh, he finished seventh place. Chris Dickerson is an excellent woods golfer, and I fully expect him to uh, learn from just being on. This will be the second time he's playing this in tournament situation. So I think his calm, steady demeanor plays right into that precision, right into that patience. And I think if he does end up off the fairway, he's going to be in the best situation out of most of the disc golfers out there. I think he looked really good with the new Discraft plastic. There were a few learning moments, and that's going to happen. That happened across pretty much everyone who switched bags, except Katrina Allen, who totally, absolutely dominated. But we're talking about MPO, not FPO. So we're gonna we're gonna do that. Continue along those lines here. In first place, I expect to see Paul Macbeth. Macbeth skipped the Las Vegas Challenge. His reasoning: three courses, four days. Total Balagna. Uh, I may or may not be paraphrasing from that, but he didn't like the way that was set up. Las Vegas Challenge has heard his cries, um, heard the cries of many of the pro disc golfers, and more importantly, heard the directive of the disc golf pro tour who are like, yeah, two courses. That's, that's how it's going to go. And they are switching next year to two courses if they are a pro tour event again. But Macbeth played and dominated the memorial, the McMorial, and he has won that I don't know how many years in a row. He absolutely stomped on Drew Gibson, who ended up in fourth place. Um, Macbeth almost shot another, another 18 under. He missed two holes and cast slacker absolute slacker. No, that's just like, I wish I could shoot an eight under and half his score. That would be great. I would be, I'd be absolutely thrilled with that. He beat a lot of people, a lot of good people at the Memorial. So those are my top three. Third place, Kyle Klein. Second place, Chris Dickerson. First place, Paul McBeth. Moving over to the FPO side, we've got Another wild ride of history here. As I mentioned before, uh, last year, um, 
Kona Panis took it down. She was in first place from the moment she teed off till the end. And that's that's just how that goes. She finished three strokes ahead of Paige Pierce and Valerie Mondahuano. Round two, Paige Pierce exploded, absolutely exploded, shot 15 strokes worse than she did in round one, while Kona shot another six under par. Craziness, 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 craziness. She ended up finishing 16 under par. She let off the gas a little bit. Uh, weather conditions did change a little bit. Um, I do want to make a note about the weather here, that the wind is supposed to be coming from the northwest and then switching to the southwest over the course of the two days. So the wind's coming from every direction here. Um, in second place, uh, even though this course does not seem to suit her game, uh, Own Scoggins managed second place because her putter was hot and she stayed within her game and was able to dominate. Uh, she finished, uh, Sarah Hokum was your third place finisher last year. Now, this year, we have a whole bunch of other people in here. I already mentioned all the different winners here, but here we go. In third place, I have Paige Pierce. She can do well. She can also absolutely explode on this course, and not in a good way. She can, Well, she can explode in a good way, explode in a bad way, because this, that's how this course goes. I have no doubts with her skills in the more open section. It's not that I doubt her skills, but I it's going to be rough in the woods, to say the least. That's that's what's going to happen there. It's going to be rough in the woods, and that's for everybody. But that's just kind of how the cookie crumbles. Uh, I don't foresee her going higher than third place, given the depth of the field here, and that's going to be a recurring theme along these lines. Second place, I have Katrina Allen. She won this tournament in 2019, and I don't want to have a repeat winner at this tournament yet. <laughs> That's my reasoning. Uh, she did great. She she had a fantastic showing at the Las Vegas Challenge. She was able to beat Paige Pierce, and if she can put together a performance like she did at LVC, she's going to have no problems beating a majority of the field at all. I think she's going to do a great job there. She had a high birdie. Uh, sorry, I had <laughs> reading ahead here. Um, what's going to kill her the most is her putting. And I think that's what's going to limit her. I think her drives and her approaches are going to get her close. But I don't think that she is going to be able to pull things out here. Um, that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um you know, it is what it is. Taking down the women's side, I have Kristen Tatar. She had a rocky start to her season at the Las Vegas Challenge, but managed to finish third. I mean, she did really well, all things considered. Uh, she bounced back after having a few rough uh, holes, to say the least. They were a little rough, but she managed to uh, bounce back, and that was good for her. What is... Also, what also uh, is going to happen here, I think she's going to be able to figure out her putt and figure out everything else and get it all going this time. Uh, she was off a little bit. She ended up winning the Memorial. Uh, she had a quintuple bogey to start out round two, I believe it was. And her birdie percentage was high. 
Her bogey percentage was shockingly high. It was not good at all. So she needs to clean that up. I think she's going to get out there. I think she's going to do all right. I think she's going to keep things simple. And I think she's going to do really well at Waco. So there we go. There are my predictions for the FPO side. We have third place, Paige Pierce. Second place, Katrina Allen. Taking down the dub, Kristen Tatar. Am I going to be right? Probably not. Because if Waco has shown us anything... It is that there is no consistency and anyone can win it. The only time they were back-to-back winners was in 2017 and 18, where Jeremy Colling and Paige Pierce were able to take down the tournament together. I don't know. I don't know. This is me throwing my hands up. Like, I just don't care. Hey, oh, hey. Yeah, I, I don't even know. It's, uh, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be shocking. It is going to be a ton of fun to watch. If you are a PDGA member, you get a 50% discount on your Disc Golf Network subscription, monthly subscription, that is. So go ahead and go over to that. Post-produce, it'll be the usual suspects. Jomez, um, Gatekeeper, and GK Pro will have various cards. I believe it is Gatekeeper has FPO lead. Jomez and GK will have MPO, uh, Chase, and Lead, respectively. Who knows? I I think that's how it's going. Uh, But it's all going to be very, very, very exciting. I can't wait. I I really can't. It's going to be a great time, to say the least. But I'm trying to think of what else. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see some of those holes. I can't wait to see the peninsula hole. I can't wait to see that's hole 17. I can't wait to see the water carry over 18. That is a crazy long water carry. I think it's the hole is 460 something odd feet. It looks like it's like 75, maybe a hundred feet to the leading edge of the water. And then you got like 300 50 foot carry over water before you get to the basket, which is on a sloping green that if you go long, you go into the water. If you go short, you go into the water, you land on edge, you're going into the water. There's a lot of water to be had water, water all around and not a drop to drink. That is what they're going to be worried about. It's going to be so much fun. And I believe that is all I have for right now. Shorter episode, still trying to get into the swing of things here, trying to get live. If any of my viewers out there have anything to say, now is your chance to chime in and we will chit chat till your heart's content. But if not, then I guess it is time for me to log off. And I want to thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for subscribing. Thank you all for checking out the merch because merch, 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 pushing things because that's what I do. Uh, you know, that's, that's how these things pay for, uh, pay for the website and all that stuff, uh, without getting too much into the weeds, every bit helps. And I, I am super excited that you guys are out there. I am doing a giveaway. Once we hit 600 followers on YouTube, we are currently sitting at a number because I don't have that pulled up right now. I need to double check here and see where we're at. 586. We are 14 people short. So people go out there, subscribe. If you're listening on audio, youtube.com slash Joe's disc golf, 
go ahead, subscribe. If that little button in the, in the lower right-hand corner is red, that means you are not subscribed and you need to go ahead and subscribe. Giving a, doing a giveaway. So uh, that is going to be a Joe's Disc Golf t-shirt. The t-shirts, the sweatshirts, everything is high quality. It is, uh, if I can do it, it is made in America. America. I uh, do my best. Um, I try to get only the best um, quality stuff. I try not to get any of the cheap crap. I have checked out pretty much everything out there. Uh, not the bro tank. So um, that's, yeah, it's not something I wear. But everything else is quality. Um, you can check out Ben on Half in the Bag Disc Golf Podcast as he is repping the Joe's Disc Golf Coffee Mug. Uh, you have a whole bunch of different options in there. The inside is colored. The one he got was red, but there's also black and yellow and orange, and I believe maybe green. I, I don't know. Off the top of my head, I can't remember. You can also find me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Joe's Disc Golf, where I'm more active than ever on both of those platforms. You can also catch me on Facebook, Joe's facebook.com slash Golf. You could go to joesdiscgolf.com where there are all the links to all the places that I am. I'm also on Reddit. You slash joesdiscgolf, r slash joes underscore disc underscore golf because I'm an idiot and underscores are there, whatever. You could hop on all those places there. So don't forget to go to all those places. Like, subscribe, rate the podcast wherever you do. It helps other people find it. Share it. Share it on Twitter. Share clips on Twitter. That's all right. It's awesome. Sharing is caring. And I care about all of you. So, again, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget to thank Treasus when you get kicked back into the fairway. And if you get kicked deeper into the woods, well, reflect and repent because you have transgressed against Treasus. So, thank you all. Can't wait to see you all in the next video. Can't wait to talk to you all in the next podcast. Going to be trying to do something even more special here with my Waco wrap-ups on Monday. I'm definitely doing a whole tournament wrap-up, debating on the idea of doing a daily round wrap-up. Who knows? We'll see how it goes. Definitely getting an article written about that. So, again, keep your eye on joesdiscgolf.com updated regularly. Have a great day, everybody.